Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 to 30. We have been spending some time with the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ that he gave on the mount. And this particular section of the Sermon on the Mount deals with keeping pure inwardly and outwardly with particular emphasis and teaching on keeping ourselves pure from immorality. Then it touches too on Christian teaching on the institution of marriage. So as we study through these verses up to verse 32 in a number of weeks, we'll teach all that the believer ought to know on Christian marriage from the time he finds the will of God, we'll show on how to find the will of God and how to go about making that will of God known to all the parties involved through the time of the courtship to the time of the wedding then to the family life but today we want to clear the ground before the blessing of God can come upon us. If you examine the way God deals with individuals, with nations, with communities of people, you will discover that he first blesses the individual and he draws that individual into a union with himself in a covenant relationship. Then after the blessing, he follows by commandment. And that commandment is given to keep you in the blessing of God. Then that commandment is given in its law. As to manifest obedience towards God, in that commandment, he gives you added blessing. And so we look at this commandment today that God has given. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 27, 28, 29, and 30, we read, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body 
should be cast into hell, into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Jesus mentioned the fact that you have heard that it had been said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. And obviously you have heard from of old, even before you started coming for fellowship, or going to church, or attending Bible study, that thou shalt not commit adultery. If you studied catechism when you were young, you heard of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. If you were not a Christian, and therefore you did not study catechism, and you were a Muslim, you saw elders in homes accusing a Muslim fellow of committing adultery with a wife of another Muslim. And so you too, as a Muslim, you heard, thou shalt not commit adultery. If you are an atheist, neither a churchgoer nor a Muslim, obviously you read in the papers that Mr. So-and-so charged so-and-so in the court because he committed adultery with his wife. So too, you have heard of all time, thou shalt not commit adultery. If you did not know how to read, and you developed in the village, obviously, you have seen meetings in villages when the chief of the village will be called and a man will be brought into the midst of some elders in the village and they will say, this man committed adultery with my wife. And he might have been fined or he might have been put to shame by the villagers, so too as a villager, not knowing how to read or write, not going to church. You have heard that it was said by them of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. If you have been in family meetings, you have recognized when so-and-so, an uncle to Mr. So-and-so, made a wife in the extended family pregnant, and therefore all the members of the family were called together. And this Mr. So-and-so was called into question. These were not religious meetings. These were just family meetings in the extended family. And they brought the pregnant woman into the midst. And they said, what did you do? Until they got the confession out of him. So if you have been in such a family meeting, even though you did not hear in church, you heard at the extended family meeting, thou shalt not commit adultery. If your case wasn't like that, and you went to a co-educational school, you remember, at school, 
when a class 4 boy was called into the principal's office and he was questioned and beaten until he confessed and another class 2 girl was brought into the picture because they had done wrong. They call it fornication. It's a branch of immorality. That is a branch or in the family of adultery. You remember that solemn uh, morning at the assembly when that assembly was prolonged and they brought the two of them outside and the principal declared that their educational career was stopped and your principal was declaring to you, thou shalt not commit adultery. And so wherever you are, church goer, church member, Muslim, pagan, atheist, a schoolboy or schoolgirl, Jesus said, and he spoke the truth, that ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. In particular, Jesus referred to the Old Testament. In Exodus chapter 20, reading from verse 1 to verse 3, and God spake, all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. That is the blessing. God gives the blessing first. He draws his people close. He forgives all their transgressions and all their iniquities. He makes them his own children. And after that blessing, he begins to give out commandments. In verse 3, he says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And in verse 14, he said, Thou shalt not commit adultery. What he said to Moses, he said to Aaron. What he said to Aaron, he said to Miriam. What he said to Miriam, he said to Dathan, Korah, and Abiram. What he said to these three people, he said to the 250 elders. What he told the 250 elders, he told the 12 spies that went to Canaan to spy out the land of Canaan, among whom are Caleb and Joshua. What he told these 12, he told the 70 that received the Spirit of God that was on Moses. What he told these 70, he told all the children of Israel in the millions. He said unto every one of them, from Moses up on down to the youngest person in Israel, thou shalt not commit adultery. And what he told Israel, he tells the church and tells the world today. And what is it? Thou shalt not commit adultery. It is what he tells the pastor, he tells members of the choir, he tells the choir master, he tells the Sunday school teachers, he tells all the people who listen to the word of God and what he says in the Anglican, he says in the Presbyterian, he says in the CMS church, he says in the Methodist, he says in the CAC, Apostolic Faith and Fourth Choir, Gospel Faith Mission and Redeemed Christian Church of God, and he tells all the people studying the Bible under the deeper Christian life ministry, saying, Thou shalt not commit adultery. 
And when God says so, he means it. And he stands at the back of that world to punish whoever, however high, however low, that will disobey or disregard that commandment of God. Thou shalt not commit adultery. A man of influence who can damn the consequence, bribe his way through so that the court cannot find him, so that the husband of the woman will not be able to imprison him, still has God as the judge. For God has told all human beings, Thou shalt not commit adultery. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 2 to 7, The Lord our God made a covenant with us in holy. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us, who are all of us here alive this day. The Lord talketh, touch with you face to face in the mount, that's Mount Sinai. Out of the midst of the fire, I stood between the Lord and you at that time to show you the word of the Lord. For ye were afraid by reason of the fire and went not off into the mount, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods before me. And in verse 18, Neither shalt thou commit adultery, school teacher. Neither shalt thou commit adultery. You hold evening classes for primary school girls, holding evening classes for secondary school girls. Thou shalt not commit adultery. You may have houses outside where you live, and you have the finance to rent a room for a woman outside. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Ladies who have no other work but the work of prostitution and are even getting paid on disobedience by disobeying God, they make profession out of that and they are even getting paid, paying for their rent, paying for their food by disobedience against this command of God. He says to you too, thou shalt not commit adultery. He gave out the blessing, then he gave out the commandment. It was the same thing he did to Abraham. He blessed him, then he called out to him and he said, I am your God, I am your shield. Walk thou before me and be thou perfect. After the blessing, commandment. If you have been coming here and the Lord has blessed you, he has saved you, he has healed you, he has blessed you in various ways, all the more reason why you ought to listen to the commandment of the Lord. Thou shalt not commit adultery. If you are going to receive other blessings from the Lord, you have to stop at this mild post of the commandment of God. After you have obeyed, he will give you other blessings. Some people wonder, I've been praying and I can't get healed. Well, you have been saved. After you were saved, he expected you will obey his commandment. You would have been healed long ago.
Others have been praying for life partners. And they say they want this blessing from the Lord. I want the Lord to give me a life partner. Well, he's giving you one blessing already. He saved your soul. Perhaps he has done other things. He expects that after that blessing, commandment will follow. It is after you have obeyed that commandment that another blessing that you are looking for will follow. And so, if you want the Lord to bless you, if you are seeking for the will of God, you cannot find the will of God. The Lord cannot reveal His choice, His time, His blessing unto you until you listen to this commandment of the Lord. As it ever occurred to you that this is a commandment that makes us different from animals. God never speaks to animals, but he speaks to us human beings because we are the cow of his creation. And this commandment that he has given to man, he never gave to animals. That's why you notice if you have, if you have chickens, hens, around you in your home, they don't think of adultery. They just meet anyhow. If you have noticed dogs, there is no shame among them about it. The next dog they come across, if they feel like having anything to do with that dog, they just meet right in the open as you are passing by. And there are people who are public dogs. They make themselves human beings. But public dogs, they can commit immorality right in the open. Do you know? that in civilized America, civilized countries, you can even watch, ad uh, watch adultery being committed right over the TV. Human beings can commit adultery and it can be televised and you'll be looking at them. They are saying, we have gone down so low like public dogs and there is no shame at all. Other people can take pictures that are completely naked and they put it right at the crossroad, perhaps on the highway, on the Kodu road. And in nakedness, they sit near a fan. They are telling you that they don't have anything to do with the word of God. People can see their pictures and lust after them. After all, didn't Jesus say, if you look on a woman to lust after her, in your heart you have committed adultery in your heart. You know, there is a particular newspaper on a particular page. If you are the type that is um, the sinful in the sinful community and you are following the sins of the world, there is that particular page you open and you are sure to see somebody's daughter that didn't have home training when they were young, didn't read catechism, didn't read the Bible, and has neglected God long, long ago. Obviously, a drop out because... If you're educated and you have work, you'll not be taking naked pictures to make a living. But people who are dropped out in society and who cannot get anybody to marry, you know, if somebody is married, the wife, the husband will caution the person not to go and search um, naked before a photographer and put that in the public. I don't know how many thousands they produce of um, that newspaper, of the daily paper, maybe 300,000. So the naked picture of that lady will be in the hand of perhaps 200,000 sinners and they'll be committing adultery with her in their hearts. Those are people who are no different from animals. I do hope and I do believe 
there is no believer, there is no churchgoer, there is nobody who ever reads the Bible who will pose for a naked picture like that. If you do, you are saying, I am an animal. And I do hope there is nobody who has ever got saved who said only Jesus can save and later will backslide. Friend, even if a person backslides, remember, they knew you with Jesus. I do hope that if there is a backslider, he'll backslide in secret and he'll get restored to the Lord in secret. He'll not get to that point where he can go out and say, I was a disciple of Jesus. I served Jesus. I witnessed. I used to wear those long dresses that covered my nakedness. But as I was serving the Lord, I now want to serve the devil. I do hope you'll have enough shame. And if you are going to serve, serve in secret. And be praying in secret, saying, Lord, deliver me. But when you go out like that, and you become such a public prostitute, that people can put money on you and gamble on you, and wrestle on you and say, it's me first. And then they'll misuse you. And after that, they won't even look at you twice. They won't even say, thank you. And they go their way. They make you an animal. And you have a mother at home crying, where is my daughter? You have a father at home crying, where is my daughter? Or maybe the fathers don't even care because they themselves are drunkards. They themselves have gone away to other women and to other ladies and therefore like father, like daughter, like mother, like daughter. And therefore the world is corrupt. But if you people are Christians, I hope there is no Christian with a photographer here who will be taking pictures of prostitutes, pictures of naked women because of money, whatever they are going to pay you. I pray that there is no professional photographer who will so make cheap the name of the Lord and will take part in any of these things. I do hope there is no tailor either who is a Christian who calls upon the name of the Lord and prostitutes will come and sew their professional garments before you. I do hope that if you are a Christian, if you are a child of God, and you are a tailor, seamstress, or wherever you are, whatever your profession, you will not be serving prostitutes. Do you know how bad that type of work is? That you, a believer, will get a machine and will sew prostitutes' clothes or clothes for young girls that will expose them or the unisex that they have, and it is the clothes that you sew that will tempt other people to sin. God forbid for members of this ministry. Amen. I hope there is no typist who is working in a hotel and prostitutes will be misused. And when they want to pay for that hotel, it is you that will type it. If you are, you are a partaker in that sin. And you are guilty of the commandment of the Lord that says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Because you knowing that the commandment of God forbids it, you don't do it but you support them. You have pleasure in them that do them. You are as bad as those who are in breweries, who are making alcohol to make people drunk. Even though you are not drinking yourself, you are producing to make people drunk, you are guilty of that sin. And even though you are not committing adultery, if you are supporting people, you are sharing in that sin. I hope there is nobody who has rented a room or a flat and any lady, you sisters, will be sharing with you and then um, she has no work. When you go to work, she is at home and it is upon your bed. Where you have your quiet time, where you call upon the name of the Lord, where you put your Bible, God's own word, 
that those private prostitutes, secret prostitutes, will stay back at home, make use of the key to your room, and commit adultery rights on your bed that God provided for you. If you are in this ministry, you are a child of God, I hope you are no partaker with anybody in a scene. If you have a brother living with you who will not be serious with the word of God, when you go to work, he says he's living with you and will be bringing what they call girlfriends and partners uh, into that same room of yours. And then they pack all your Bible aside, pack all your cassettes aside, and they make use of your bed sheet, make use of your own bed, and they commit adultery, sinners, those who are serving the devil. And you come back there, you cannot drive them out of your house, or maybe you say you are that so gentle, when they come into the room, you'll vacate your room for an adulterer. Vacate your room for an adulteress, and they do evil right in your face. God forbid that there are people here who are compromising to such an extent. If you do, you are partaker with them of such an evil. For Jesus did say, you have heard from them of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. 